Before we get started on this episode of The Fizz, I do want to introduce you to our newest sponsor, Vosa. Vosa is the new drink of summer. Their vodka water beverage is made with six-time distilled vodka, natural flavors, water, and they are 5% alcohol by volume. There's no carbonation, and even better, there's no hangover with these. You can try the vodka water in raspberry lime, pineapple, peach, and lemon. The Highline is a vodka cocktail that features the same six times distilled vodka, natural fruit juice, sparkling water, and these are 7% alcohol by volume. The Highline comes in lemon, peach, pineapple, and my personal favorite, cherry. Don't forget to pick up Vosa the next time you're out enjoying your pure Michigan summer. Vosa, enjoy the finer things. Twenty seconds remaining. The Golden Knights start to celebrate on their bench. The silver trophy to the Golden Knights. Welcome to episode 112 of The Fizz. Thank you all for joining us. We are here on a very sunny, toasty Wednesday evening. We're at The Real Team. I'm with my guys, Ice Cold, Brew Lou to my right. How we doing, Lou? Doing good, baby. 112, ready to go. U.S. Open, let's go. Yeah, we got two champions we crowned, and one of them, one of those champions took away my nickname for the day. So I'm introducing not dun, Channy dun, dun, football. Dun. This pains me to say, Channy fast hands. That's stick handling. That's I'm chopping stick handling onions. on yeah. the table right there. <laughs> yeah. Channy fast hands here for episode 112 today. You know, I don't really like to gloat a lot, but I will say the only non-hockey guy in the podcast was spot on with Vegas in five. And it was just a pure spite pick. It was just, you, you just were like, those guys think Florida's going to win in a long, like in a long series. I'm going to take Vegas in a, in a short one. I knew the X's and O's, cycle the puck, throw it at the net, get it to the point, shoot it from the slot. That's it. I mean, that's pretty much how you win championships. That's right. I just think it was funny you were banging that pen against the counter with like the padded section. Like yeah. you could have used any other part of the pen and it would have been better there. Go. And that is how I stick handle. I chop absolute wood. There's nothing smooth about Onion it. Onion boy. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I start crying too. All right, boys. Well, uh, very action-packed weekend as far as sports go, but we have now entered kind of the dead zone. Well, we have a little we have golf coming up, but then we're just we're baseball. We're in a dead sprint of baseball until we get to uh pretty much August. So we're in hell. We're in yeah, hell. Tough time for be a sports fan. <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. Anything to report from your guys' weekend? So not too much extra to report. I don't know if I brought it up last time. I think I did, but actually did a Ryder Cup this past Saturday out at Pine Knob. Yeah. Do it every year with a group of guys. Get 24 guys together, play 36 holes. A lot of fun. 
um, the drafting around it. We do 18 in the morning, and every nine you do a different game. So we have a scramble one nine, then you have a best ball the next nine, then you have a low low the next nine, and then a scramble to finish it off. But what I really like about it is at lunch, we redraft our pairings from our teams, and you're in two different rooms, and you're going back and forth and matching it up. So it'd be like, all right, me and Lou are Team USA representative, and then Europe comes back and matches two of their guys against us. That's awesome. And then throws out like another that. twosome. So really cool. My team, USA, ended up winning 15.5 to 8.5, clinched by the last nine. Wow. Um, had a ton of fun with the guys, um, but we ended up down 4.5 to 1.5 after the first session. Okay. The next two nines, it was 6 0 and 5 to 1. Wow. Wow. So we really brought the heat in the middle 18 and ended up clinching it. But you said you didn't like to gloat. I, I don't like to gloat, <laughs> yeah. but get out there, have fun. Do shit in the summers here in Michigan um, and, and get together with your friends because it sounds stupid, but when you just put Team USA in Europe and you match your uniforms, it becomes like really official and everyone takes it very seriously. I've always wanted to do a Ryder Cup style tournament. Uh, obviously, I've been on a few golf trips, mm -hmm. but I don't, we haven't done the Ryder Cup. I think I did one like way back in the day before I like really ever started to try to play golf, but it, so is it like point a hole type deal and then... Like, yeah. So yeah. you get a point every nine yeah. is up for grabs. Um, and again, it, it's pretty fun because there's no handicaps. You're just matching base off of what you think guys are going to shoot and then strategy. So sometimes, like in years past, they've thrown the two best players on a team in the afternoon round because the team may only need three or four points and they believe they're going to get two mm -hmm. with the, uh, a top-loaded twosome. So a lot of fun, no handicap, but uh, – just all in all, a really good time. And like I said, just putting USA and Europe on it like makes it seem much more official than it actually is. We probably looked like clowns to the other people that were playing at you Pine Knob, sure. but who cares? We yeah. had a great time with it. And we have a, a Moby Dick trophy, so it's a big jug. It's probably a 72-ounce jug yeah. with Moby Dick on it is like the trophy, and you drink out of it when you win. So it's How did drink this out come of the about? dick. Why do you yeah, why do you suck the dick to win? Uh, I didn't suck it. I drank out of it, but um, it came about through some buddies in high school that uh, I I reconnected with, and they had started this about four years ago, and I joined two years back when they needed a a substitute. Nice, that's yeah. sweet. I haven't done a Ryder Cup style, but I love I love how you mix it up on the nines. It makes it so much better. Keeps way, everyone involved too. Way better. And the cool thing is, like the course keeps our scoreboard up in the clubhouse. No way. So when we come into the clubhouse, you write your scores yeah. in. It's oh, yeah. it, it's really cool. That's solid. Yeah. What about you, Lou? I had a pretty fun weekend as well, actually. Uh, Saturday, a buddy of mine lives in St. Clair Shores. We, we've thrown a pretty good amount of parties at his house. He actually just sold it, so he's moving out. Uh, you DM'd me actually about it. Yeah, you were it like, looks well, sweet. looks yeah. So he did he's on the canal. Yeah, he yeah. went full blowout. So his backyard is basically all a deck. Yeah. And then he did taco bar. He had a DJ. He had a bartender there. Like it was sweet, That's you know. Awesome. So we were just we were boozing there. Probably got over there around three o'clock. We were there till around eight thirty nine. Me and my girlfriend, and then another buddy of ours, Chandler, was over here too. He had a going away party for his girlfriend who's moving down to Miami. So we went right back after. After it and that one we were I was coming from like a tiki party 
and straight into like a going away and like her parents were there, their friends, a family. So I'm wearing like tie dye shorts, <laughs> fucking sandals. Everyone's like kind of dressed up a little bit, except for our buddy who lives there. He's an absolute fucking scrub guy. He had on like sweatpants, alien t-shirt, fucking <laughs> bucket hat. <laughs> so we roll in there. We're there till probably like one ish o'clock Sunday I got plans with uh, a friend of ours to go walleye fishing in Marysville, but he's like, hey, be at the dock at 6 a.m. Oh, my God. So I told I told my girlfriend, I'm like, hey, listen, be ready. Like, we got to get up early tomorrow. So props to her for getting up at 430 because we yeah. left at 5, stopped. She was like, she reeled in a couple fish. You know, we ended up catching like 12 or 13. Then she'd like fall asleep. And I'm like, <laughs> fishing, don't you love it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's windy. How was the Fuck. fishing? It was good. It was yeah. good. It was, those conditions were not great. Like it was windy. It was a little rough out there. Uh, we still, we caught 13 of them. Joe Buck charters, shout out to him. Always reeling them in out there. This guy's caught like over 250 walleye. Joe Buck's year. his name? Joe Buck. Yeah. Yep. So it was a really good time, and she I, she was an absolute trooper. I'm like, I honestly feel bad for you. Like, nobody should have to go through this. Yeah, no, they shouldn't. <laughs> did you do same-day cook? Uh, yes, I did, actually. That night, grilled a couple up. I gave a couple out to some friends, too. So uh, it was good, yeah. Nice. No, I didn't no, get that package. No, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> That's pretty good. Chandler, I checked the list, and you're, you're down here, buddy. Yeah. No fish for you, bud. <laughs> so it was a pretty good time, though. Yeah, I was. Uh, I had a wedding Saturday. Uh, nothing really to report there. It was an absolute great time, but we were in the heart of the city. We were at DAC, and downtown was just like the mecca of Michigan this weekend. There was Taylor Swift was obviously in town, if you guys heard that at all. No, what happened? Yeah, exactly. So Taylor was in town two nights in a row. Uh, it was Pride Fest, and then it was a Tigers game. So it was just a fucking absolute zoo downtown. Um, but great wedding, great times, great time. Great love seeing the, the energy in the city. Everything was popping, so it was a really fun time. That's about as popping as you can get down there. Yeah, seriously. Outside, of, I mean, I remember one time, like, the there was some crossover. Yeah, there was a Lions game the night of a Tigers playoff game, I think. That was like one of the craziest I've ever seen the city. Mm-hmm. And that you can, I mean, you can imagine how long ago that was since I'm mentioning a, yeah. you know, an October Tigers Yikes. game. October Tigers game. Yeah. <laughs> well, wait till the, wait till the draft next year. It's going to be 10 X the busyness of what it was this past weekend. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my God. Blow oh, yeah, can't God. wait. The NFL draft. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, speaking of drafts, uh, I want to make this little announcement here uh, before we get into more topics, but the NHL draft party hosted by the Detroit Red Wings is happening next, not next Wednesday, but the following Wednesday, two Wednesdays from now, Wednesday, June 28th uh, at the Budweiser Beer Garden uh, out at LCA. I'll be there bouncing around there. It's free admission, uh, and they're going to have the draft going. There'll be drinks. There'll be food. Uh, old players walking around signing stuff. Should be a good time. I'll be there hanging out. If you guys have nothing to do Wednesday night, should be fun to hang out in the beer garden and see uh, see who Iserman ends up taking. Do you have private security with you? No, I don't. You're not going to get you mobbed? Coming, You're not going to get mobbed? I doubt it. Oh, okay. I doubt it. I don't think anybody's going to be too excited to, to see hey, me. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be posting I don't know. Content. I'll be posting content. Uh, I'm pretty excited. Should be. Yeah, so the it's pretty cool. The Wings uh, are giving me a jersey for going down there, and I was pretty excited about this. And they were like, uh, you know, you can have any jersey you want. And I was just like, current player, right? And they're like, no, any player you want. Um, so this is a tough question for me. I'm like, geez, you know, anything I want, what am I going to do? Of course, I just went 
back to the well. I got a white Iserman. Never owned a That's white That's the Iserman. well of wells, yeah, Frank. The I well mean, Jesus. Can't go wrong there. <laughs> Dude, I mean, like, I will wear that the shit out of that jersey. I have a red Iserman. It's a Chinese one. I love it. It's, it is a Chinese one. Thank though. you, China. Yeah, no, thank you very much. It's very well done. China. I like it a lot, but I wanted a new school Iserman. I've never had the white one, so I said, you know what? I'm doing that. I thought about doing Mo Cider, but then I was like, you know what? I'm just I'm gonna get that would have really been like the only other option for current guys, right? I think so. I mean, I I mean honestly, like you said, Raymond or Casper, but right. you're really rolling the dice there. And Mo's just you know Mo's the number one. I it would gets think. risky for an authentic jersey to do to go out on a limb like someone like Casper. Go Walman. I was I was closer <laughs> to going Konstantinov. Uh, Wow. Uh, okay. That would have been a that good one. That would have been too. a hard jersey. Yeah. yeah. Absolute dump truck. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute dump truck. Exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> so yeah, draft party Wednesday, June twenty eighth. You guys will hear me squawking about it um, on social all the way up until the date. Uh, but wanted to put it in your ear now. Should be a good time. And that's outside of yes. LCA, right outside of it. It's gonna be in that beer garden. Okay. Yeah. So hopefully we get good weather. Um, and they'll have booze there. Segway again. Headline. Moving through the headlines we got here, uh, a law passed that alcohol is now, or uh, it passed through the Senate, right? That alcohol is now allow- allowed at MSU and U of M football games. Yes. Sounds like Big Ten in general, I think. So I don't, so I was reading an article, and so it, so I saw that while this has passed, there is still a slim chance that there's going to be alcohol sold at Spartan Stadium and the Big House this season uh. because they still have to go through licensing uh, to get these permits and all this stuff. There's still a few things they need to go. So basically it says, with the Senate's approval, so it passed through Senate. I saw it was, real quick, too, it was 36 to 2. Who the fuck was the two? Oh. That's what I need to know. Those people was, Who's the Mark Jackson of These the- young adults will yeah. not be able to handle it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's right. They're, they're right. <laughs> like, we already can't you handle can't. it, and they don't sell it in there anyways. Uh, but, it, like, with the Senate's approval, the proposal is now moving to a vote in the House of Representatives. After that, we just need the signature from Whitmer. So, but it sounds like, with everything I've read, that this is going to... It'd be idiotic not to do that. Yeah. Just, it's an absolute no-brainer. Yeah. You drink more than you pay attention to the game when you go to a college tailgate slash college home game. Half the people are bringing in water bottles stuffed in their pants anyway. You might as well be making money off them. Right. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that was the biggest reason that... Like, we didn't go to the games. I was just asleep by the second half. You're just beat down after getting up <laughs> yeah. at 7 a.m. and drinking all day. But that's, like, the thing. It's, like, if you're not sneaking something in, you know. Oh, you're dead. It's a warm bottle of whiskey, warm bottle of vodka, which is not great. But, like, you know, students can hang out. You know, remember when, like, attendance was low at games and, like, they were like, come on, get out there. And it's like, well, this is why we're leaving. Right. You know, now that they're serving it, I think it's good. But I did read that the other – 11 Big Ten universities all have alcohol at the games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, we're the la- – Michigan, Michigan State are the last two schools to not have alcohol Really? I didn't know that. That's yeah. it's a no-brainer. Yeah. I, it's I, I didn't know that at all, no-brainer. Though. For some reason, I just thought there was – it was, like, not allowed throughout all of college. I thought we were, like, blazing a trail here. Yeah. That's asinine to hear. Yeah. So, um, that is the news with the alcohol. Alcohol. Uh, speaking of alcohol, <laughs> I don't know if you uh, were on Twitter lately this week, but the Metro Times I saw came out with an article, was kind of surprised by this. Uh, being somebody that's been to Traverse City a lot in his lifetime, uh, they ranked number one in the, U- in the U.S. for cocaine. 
Jesus. Wow. Traverse City. Yeah, so it says, uh, according to OLBG, an online sports betting guide, which named Michigan, Traverse City, and Grand Rapids among the top 10 wildest cities in the U.S., Traverse ranked three, Grand Rapids 10, uh, respectively. To come off with his rankings, OLBG says it's analyzed U.S. cities by factors including the prevalence of casinos, strip clubs, cannabis use, and coke use. The author says they also cited county health rankings for self-reported binge drinking or heavy drinkers, amongst others. Okay. <laughs> TC? I know. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I keep going. Like, you are you describing yeah. Vegas or Traverse City? That's what I'm saying. I was like, who wrote this? Yeah. So they said Traverse City was ranked number three over overall in the wildness score, a 7.71 out of 10. Reno, Nevada was ranked number one on this list, if that helps put anything into perspective. Not Vegas, Reno. Reno. Yeah. Well, wait, I'm confused. I thought Traverse City was number one. Um, the, on the, the wildest, wild, okay. not on the cocaine scale. Oh, yeah, okay. So two different scales. Got it. Uh, the Duh. city is <laughs> re-owned for its, its vineyards and wineries. This makes it less surprising that 23% of the re- residents here drink heavily. Uh, some of the other factors that make up Traverse City's wildness score are the 12.76 strip clubs per 100,000 residents. I had no idea there were strip clubs in Traverse I didn't City. either. Like, I, this was all, like, brand new information to me. This I all sounds been, ridiculous. I know. And it go, so it goes, when it comes to cocaine use, Traverse City ranked number one with 23.8% of its population of the 15,000 uh, having taken the drug according to the study. Grand Rapids came in at number nine with 21% of its population at 195,000. Wait, they surveyed people? And they answered? Did I miss that? Is that what you said? No surveys. It says according to the studies. I don't really get that. So what do you think of when you think of Traverse City, like the demographic? Like up north Michigan, like Ope, the word Ope. Yes. Ope. Yes. That's what comes to mind. I think of that as well. So one out of every four Opes (laughs) is blowing booger sugar. Yeah, Yeah, like, okay, and this wildness score. Okay, so the things... That on the surface are probably true. Like, okay, yeah, up north Michigan, a lot of people from Metro Detroit shoot up there and they're drinking, they're partying, they're hanging out. Right. I could see that. Uh, marijuana usage, sure. Traverse City is also ranked number one in cannabis use with 65.8% of the residents reporting used Okay, dope. that doesn't like... To me, that, that those two added up doesn't equal like cocaine use. No. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't. I, I, that's what I'm saying. The correlation isn't there because it has vineyards and drinking. Like that doesn't equate to yeah, an and upper. It, and it's got like three strip clubs. Right. I mean, which I didn't know at all, but that still doesn't like mean that like people are throwing on their up north sweaters and getting lap dances and doing blow. Dude, like I was saying, like I've been up there uh, uh, more than times than I can count. I don't remember ever seeing two strip clubs anywhere. No. I no, I went up there after my wedding for like a mini honeymoon because it was COVID. Like, it's like a golf winery. There's like cherry, yeah, cherry up north. fest, yeah, <laughs> cherry fest. Like there's, it's not that. I I don't understand that at all. That's ridiculous. I, I found this funny. So like, that's just a headline. They wanted that. They got it. They're getting it. They got us. us. UP Beach Bum at UP Beach Bum on Twitter like posted this, and someone wrote back. My dad's aunt told me 10 years ago that Marquette area of the UP was the meth capital 
of the world. Oh, <laughs> was that true? I'm like, we're not it's just a bunch of burnouts here in the state of Michigan. Well, yeah, like there's it's 15 people and 10 of them smoked meth. So yeah, I guess the percentage is there. The percentages add up. That's the dumbest study. Like who paid for that study? Who needed that study? That's ridiculous. Yeah, I can't. I would like Traverse City. That's the last place I would put on that list. Yeah, and if you're listening to this, you know, keep it safe. If you're gonna, you know, use your do your cocaine usage, I think uh, four more people in Metro Detroit just just passed from from fentanyl. Don't do so, it. Yeah, yep. just don't do it's it. It's Dangerous. Yeah, it's just fucking ridiculous. So if you're in Traverse City, look out. You know, don't fall into the coke trap that everyone <laughs> seems. to Don't be, be at the strip into. club all day and then hit the coke. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Play, like stick to golf and wine out there. It's like, yeah, it's the mo- like it's the ad for pure Michigan. <laughs> like, I, that's what I think of Traverse City is like the ad for pure Michigan. I picture uh, uh, fucking home improvement guy that I'm blanking on his name. Tim Allen. Thank you, Tim, Tim Allen. We'll start thinking of Danny well, actually, McBride shit. and Eastbound and Down <laughs> yeah. sniffing one off the state. And Tim Allen got arrested at Western for cocaine. Yeah, he did. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, that's right. It all yeah. makes sense. Now now. It's all, there it is. It's all coming hey. together. When you go in there, it's not going to say cherry capital of the world anymore. <laughs> Cult capital of the world. Jesus. <laughs> Just a mirror. Oh, my God. All right. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I don't buy it. I don't believe it. Um, in other news, uh, Miggy today hit his first home run. Uh, hit absolute dinger. Absolute bomb. Uh, but I was more intrigued. Well, one, it's kind of crazy that it was his first home run today. Number two, I was like – so disappointed with the call from it. I don't know if you guys like listen to the clip or anything. I saw it on your IG. Dude, it's so bad. I'm gonna play it for everyone right now. Where's this basketball? I just called look it. at this. I'm trying to look tell you this. I tell you. Let's go to 508. How about that? Come on, man. Time how about, how about we go ahead and go to 508? I just tried to tell you. You can't sneak that cheese by that rat. I love that by Simo. Simo is a goat, though. I'll tell you what. All right, Simo's great. Like, one, if you're just listening to that, which everyone is right now, they're just listening to it, they're not watching it, no one knows what happened. No one knows what happened. I guarantee Dan Dickerson is like, Miguel Cabrera, (laughs) two-run shot for his first of the year. He ain't dead. You know, like, I'm sure it's, like, some really nice, descriptive, exciting call. They're, like, half-ass arguing over who called what pitch. It sounds like two guys on a couch, like... Like if we were watching it, like buddy, yeah, it sounds like the fizz. And what is yeah? It sounds like the fizz. <laughs> what is five oh eight? What was he saying? Uh, five oh eight home runs in his career. Oh, let's go to five oh eight. Let's yep. go to five oh eight. Okay, got they it. They were probably like absolutely fucking shocked he hit a home run. They weren't ready for it. <laughs> but <laughs> they caught him off guard. <laughs> but like they were like more interested in like arguing who called it. And then like sure, Simo's like line that's funny. Like I guess that's like you know a a Walmart Rod Allen type thing. But like I just for his first home run of the year, being Miggy like. To just like can't sneak cheese by that rat. Like I just, I just kind of was like, I don't know. Show some a little more respect here. Like he's been gnawing at the bat for a hit. Like if Eric Haas fucking wax one, sure say it. But I just thought for Miggy, it was like that's the first reaction for the guy's like you know first and maybe last home run of his career. Honestly, let's I hope just, not last. <laughs> well, dude, I could be. It didn't look like he was gonna hit one all year. No, I know. Might not be playing by the All Star break. Yeah, I'm telling you. Um, See how we're talking? This is why the announcers were like that. Yeah, we're all like morgued <laughs> up talking about it. <laughs> um, Tigers Tigers won their first game this month yesterday as well in miracle fashion. I saw that. Then they got swept today in a doubleheader, right? Or they're playing, they're playing the second right game now, right now, and they're right losing. Now. Yeah, yeah, they're losing. Um, and did you guys also see 
uh, that Baez told the crowd to to shut the fuck up. Really? Yep. Yep. I got to find that clip. I've been meaning to post it, but uh, he actually like he he. I don't know if you saw the play, but he like bobbled it at short for like a double play, and he actually made a really nice recovery to like kind of flip it to third and get the force. But he should have had a double play. But everyone kind of let him have it. They were booing him, and he just like looks up to the sky, and you can read his mouth clear as day. And he's just like, he just says, "Everyone, shut the fuck up! I swear to God." That's what he says. Got to peep it. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, disheartening. But he has a thing with fighting with his fans, right? Didn't he? What he used to do? He did that in the match too. Thumbs down. Yep, exactly. Big thumbs down to him. Baez don't take no shit. Yeah. Thank you, Al. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Al. Thank yeah, good you, signing. Al. Good signing, boys. Thank you for that on the way out. So we kind of glazed over it, but you guys know today is, is Flag Day. Didn't know that. Today is Flag Day, June 14th, Flag Day. So I feel like Flag Day kind of gets the short end of the stick. Yeah. You get President's Day off, that's a uh, federal holiday. You get Independence Day off, that's a federal holiday. You get Labor Day off, you get Memorial Day off. You don't get Flag Day off. Flag Day is not a federal holiday. Do you guys know what Flag Day is? Absolutely not. I didn't Rep- either. Not really, no. I didn't either, but luckily I you- researched it for us. <laughs> Thank God. All I was right? dying to know. Good. So in 1777, Good year. in the midst of the Revolutionary War, so that's the part I didn't know. This was during the Revolutionary War. It didn't end until 1783. Congress officially made the Stars and Stripes the symbol of America today. Okay. Now, historians aren't sure who designed the flag. However, many do believe that it was a congressman, Francis Hopkinson, and that it was sewn on by Betsy Ross. So, today, Flag Day, is the day that we officially, in my opinion, created the greatest country flag in the world. Stars and Stripes, there's no flag like it. Everyone's got different colors, eagles, hawks, whatever the hell is on their their flags, but there is no more iconic flag than the United States of America flag, and it was created today just over 200 and, or just under 250 years ago. It's a good flag, uh, not going to lie. So essentially today is like when we branded America. That's right. We got our brand. Okay. Right. right. Our, we did like our uni rollout. Did it our makes branding. sense. It's flag day. The flag was created. Yeah. So yeah, yeah we did like our uni rollout but this day. Why do we like, I, I'm not, I'm not downplaying these other holidays. Memorial day, huge day. President's day. We get president's day off, but we don't get flag day off. I feel like the flag is more universally liked than all the presidents. I agree. A hundred percent. thousand percent. I feel like we're getting the short end of the stick or flag day is getting the short end of the stick. Like this is our country. You rock the red, white, and blue. You rock the stars and stripes. Like that is America. Yeah. That's as America. It's the brand, like you said, but like there should be fireworks at the very least. Yes. There's, there's nothing without the stars and stripes. Well, I think as the fizz, like we should, we should start to honor this day. I Absolutely. Think, I think from now on, uh, six four. Is it always six fourteen, or is it always like the second Wednesday in June? I believe. I hope it's, it's a always day. Six fourteen. Yeah. Let's like let's get some news on that one. Flag day date Wednesday six fourteen. It's celebrated on June fourteenth, so it's always June fourteenth. Yeah. So we should make it easy too. Yeah. We should. Uh, we should do some. We should, like, go golfing or something. We should do something on this day to celebrate as the Fizz crew and honor the flag. We can dress up in 
all different versions of the flag because because it's just establishing the stars and stripes. Obviously, there weren't 50 states or anything like that. So a lot of different versions of the flag we could use. The one with the, the circle, the one with not 50 stars. That's right. There's a 48 one for a minute yeah. there. They had to pop two more on. Yeah. Well, see, this pisses me off. Now I look up flag day date, all right? 1916, President Wilson issued a proclamation that established June 14th as flag day. August 3rd, 1949, National Flag Day was established by an act of Congress. This is the final sentence. Flag Day is not an official federal holiday. Why? It's kind of crazy. It's what, crazy. What kind of holiday is it then? I, I, that's who's, what I mean. It's just who it sounds like a Hallmark one now. And it's yeah, not a know? religious one. No. So, like, who celebrates it? it it's, it's a... We do. We do. We do. That's who does now. <laughs> yeah. We do. We do. <laughs> we do. <laughs> <laughs> we celebrate flag day. <laughs> yeah, that's I, who fucking celebrates I'm in. it. That's what I mean, dude. So now I'm looking at all. So love the stars and stripes. Number one flag goat flags goated. Oh right? yeah, flags goat flag. There's there's no debate. Who's there. your Who's your second round pick? In that's the what flag? I'm saying. Oh, okay, I like saying. it. I like going. Going. What other flags you guys like? I if you guys uh, Google like flags of the world, I'm looking at a lot right now. First one that came to mind. This is pretty obvious. Pretty easy for me. Big fan of Canada's flag. Love Canada's flag. Okay. Okay. I love the leaf. You know, obviously, love Canadians. I'm a big Canadian fan in general. Love the sport of hockey. I'm a Steve Eiserman guy. Uh, you know, I just, I think the the leaf is cool. I think that they rep the leaf pretty cool. For some reason, I always go back to Brazil. Yeah. I, I think Brazil's got one of the more iconic the, It's flags. like a planet almost. Yeah, with like a globe on it. It's green. It's yellow. The blue globe pops on it. So yeah. I always thought that Brazil had a pretty unique uh, flag. Yeah. yeah, I was. you know what one always comes up for me is the, the Philippines. You still get the red, white, and blue, but you get the nice sunshine on there too. That's It's like the rising sun. Yes. I oh, like the yeah. Philippines one. No, it's a good one. Uh, another iconic one that came to mind um Argentina. Oh yeah. They have a good they have Definitely. like a they have like a good North Carolina blue going on there. I feel like a, uh yeah, like a powder blue. I I guess it's the British flag. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> cuz England has a flag, Ireland has a flag, but then Great Britain has a flag. I feel like the British flag is used on like a ton of stuff. Like rock bands use it. Yeah. It, it's just kind of like universal. And then you used. get it like on New Zealand's in the corner. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, I guess I. Uh, so yeah, well, all of those flags get like nuts, right? Like they all start to like weave into each other. Like even like Australia's got a little bit of the England flag in it, in the corner with like yep. some stars, yep. and then a lot of the flags I feel like are they're like evolutions or diluted versions of each other. Like they've added stripes, they've added a cross, they've added a color. Uh, yep. So yeah, it was you know it's kind of wild yeah. looking at all these flags now. Yeah. There's there's some wild ones out there that I would have never have uh, never thought. Are you guys flag flyers? Do you have like a flag on your house? I like flags. I'm a flag guy, definitely. I know your dad has a couple yeah, flags a big flying flag out guy. front. He yeah. rotates them every every season. That's sick. He has Tigers, Michigan State, Lions. That's I see like I know I another one. I don't have a flag. <laughs> Red Wings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't have a, a flag stick in my house. I got two hanging up in my garage. I got. Sparty cigar, Sparty, mm -hmm. and then I got an LGRW one, but I don't have a flag stick on the front of my house, which is unfortunate. Either do I, and I've been debating back and forth what I do there. Is it like, do you see many American flags flying That's like, like all off I of I a see. house? Oh really? yeah, absolutely. That's all I see, okay. I do for sure. Most people have an American flag. In fact, I'm thinking of my street, and everyone has American flags, and I always think to myself, I don't think I'd go American flag year round. 
I do or you go it on the top and then you go like your switch one on the bottom. And that's what either way, America's always number one. But then there is one guy on my street who has like this bright orange uh vintage tigers flag that he Love that. that he flies yeah. that he flies all summer, which I just think is funny because they're just complete ass and he keeps it up all summer. <laughs> I was thinking about the Spartan flag that's green and white with the Spartan S where the stars are. Yeah. I love that flag. Oh, yeah, that's like, a I would wave that flag out in front. Uh, like, And you guys have seen the ones, the sports ones, that they take the American flag and they just turn it into a sports flag. Yeah, like, yeah. My buddy has just like a blue and silver one for the Lions, and the stripes are all blue and silver, and then where the stars go, it's just the Lions logo. Yeah. It's yeah. just asinine. That's, that's what cool. you're talking about, right, Chandler? Yeah, the same yeah. thing? Okay, okay. gotcha, yeah. yeah. Um, I could talk flags all day. Oh, flags yeah. are great. I yeah. like the Michigan flag, honestly, a lot, too. Yeah, you get so the double I. deer, the nice emblem on there. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm a huge fan of the Detroit flag. That one's pretty cool. And yeah. it has, like, a Latin phrase in it, like, rise from the ashes. That's a really cool the flag. The Detroit flag? Yeah. Take a look at the Detroit flag. All right. It's my, it's one of my faves. Um, and it's got, like, the stars and stripes. And Whoa. It's got, yeah, it's cool. And then that same. It's French, too. They got the the little things in the lower yeah. left there. Like, like, like Saints. the Saints logo. Yeah, wow. yeah. Okay. <laughs> then you got some what? What are those? Gryffindors? Yeah, I would say. In the I upper think, right? I think that's absolutely correct, Chandler. Um, and, yeah, and it's got the city of Detroit with the two ladies. And then, like, I think in Latin here, anybody with a brain is probably just pulling their hair out listening to us talk. <laughs> but it says, it, says just, it says something along the lines of, like, from the ashes we will rise again which is just very Detroit, very gritty, and I think it's a great flag. I love it. I yeah. do, too. I have never seen this flag, me, to really? be honest I, with I you. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, never saw it. It's a dope one. Very love good. It. Sweet. Dope flag. Big flag podcast Flag people, here. flag day. We fucking celebrate that shit. I agree. And I think, you know, we're going to, number one, lead with the American flag. That's the whole reason. But, like, when we celebrate flag day, you know, you can rep whatever flag. Throw up your flags. Throw it up. Toss your flags. You know? Throw it up, now, motherfucker. Today yep. isn't just Flag Day. What is it? It's another important day in American culture. Okay. National Bourbon Day. Jeez. June 14th, National Bourbon Day. Um, I know we're bourbon drinkers here on the podcast. Why did we go to work? I, I, I don't know. It should have been <laughs> bourbon and flags all day, yeah, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know? shouldn't be able to see right I now. I really don't understand. I don't get it either. So my question to you guys is, <clears throat> what is your favorite bourbon, Frank? Favorite bourbon? Mm -hmm. See, like, okay. So I'm going to give you the top favorite or go to. How about we do favorite? Let's do favorite bourbon out of the top 10 most popular. Okay. Via like WikiLeak. Okay. So I'm going to give you guys 10 choices. You have to pick your favorite out of this. Okay. Love that. In no particular order Bullet, Maker's Mark, Jim Beam, Basil Hayden's, Woodford Reserve, Knob Creek, Buffalo Trace, Evan Williams. Wild Turkey, and Four Roses. Wow. I'll go first. Go ahead. Uh, mine's a really close one, two, but number one would have to be Woodford Reserve for me. Okay. Number two would be Knob Creek. All right. Very nice. Number one for me is definitely Makers. Uh, Makers is my favorite, and I'd say number two shortly after that uh, is Woodford Reserve. For I'm sure. mirroring you exactly, Frank. One for me, Maker's Mark. Number two, Woodford. So uh, from a guy who does drink whiskey, bourbons, whatever, I will be the first to admit I'm no connoisseur. Um, and a lot of times I, I wouldn't like know the difference between like a bourbon and a whiskey type 
deal. Right. Um, so I'm just reading that for anybody out there who might not know, whiskey is a general term for an alcoholic liquor made from fermented mashed grains. Bourbon is the term for a whiskey made from a grain mixture that is at least 51% corn. Did you guys know that? Yeah, I, and I, I think all bourbon comes from Kentucky. Okay. If, if it's it's if, like all champagne should come from Champagne, France, or type. Deal. Pretty much, yeah. So if it's a bourbon, it's it's made or like like stored in Kentucky. I'm pretty sure. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because like the number one whiskey I drink is Crown Crown Royal, but that's just a Canadian whiskey, right? Not a bourbon. Correct. But then I didn't know technically where the other ones landed. How about this one? To your point. It looks like almost all of them are. Four Roses is a Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey brand produced by the Kieran Brewery Company of Japan. Hmm. So I don't know if that means it's produced in Japan or if just a Japanese tucky or a Japanese, Japanese tucky. Japanese tucky. <laughs> if, a <laughs> if a Japanese company just laid their roots in Kentucky. Is it kind of one of those like, you know, Shinola watches are like assembled in Detroit right. type deal? So right. it's just got to pass through the town. And That's right. There's probably some stamp of approval. right off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's something shady I'm pretty sure like 95% of them are like brewed and stored and all that shit. Oh, I believe in, it. In Kentucky. They have all those bourbon trails down right. there and whatnot. Well, so you didn't say Jack Daniels, right? I did not. So that's no. not a bourbon. So that's it's not a Tennessee with- whiskey, right? right. Yes. Okay, gotcha. And then the... Okay, got it. Oh, so but the, what I was surprised to hear you say on that list, and, and, and when you read that list from WikiLeaks or whatever it mm-hmm. is, is that the most consumed or is that – what do they classify this as? This is um, has gathered the top 10 popular brands of 2023. Just popular. We, yep. don't, we don't know what that means. That's a pretty good list, though. All those 10 are, like, very popular, I would say, and taste pretty good. So the one yeah. that stuck out to me, though, was Evan Williams. Evan Williams is not good, I believe. It's cheap. They that, have like it, upper deck to Evan Williams though too. They upper deck. They do. upper decker. <laughs> <laughs> because I've because I always thought Evan Williams was just knockoff Jack Daniels. Because they it's have like the, the short s- shelf. It's the same font. Yeah, it's like the same font, same whatever. You know. Yeah, for sure. No, and most of Evan Williams that I had are like shitty. Like our, our buddy used to get Evan Williams cherry all Ugh. the time and bring it to golf. Oh. Tastes like fucking Robitussin. Well, it didn't help. It was ninety five <laughs> degrees sitting yeah. in his bag for three years. Dude, so what's so what the hell? Southern Comfort was that on that list? Uh, Southern Comfort molasses bourbon. syrup. Yeah. I hate it. Fucking oh. Nyquil. Dude. I think yeah. it's awful. It's terrible. Yeah, it's sticky. Yeah, I don't like it. It's thick. It's sticky. After the SoCo Lime phase at Michigan State, I was more than done with so All with set. Southern Comfort. Yes, I agree. I it ruined it. I could never touch it again. SoCo and do SoCo oh. is a robust whiskey forward profile with a subtle spice and fruity accents. That's a, Not true. That's a nice way to say it. It tastes like <laughs> shit. Um, well, I'm glad you got me thinking about all this because, yeah, I'm a whiskey drinker, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't know that. I wouldn't know that. I didn't know the 51% corn. Yeah. But now I want to know if the Kentucky thing is true because if it's just the corn thing, that's different. Is all bourbon... Is all bourbon whiskey? Is all bourbon from Kentucky? That's what I want to see. There is an old saying that bourbon must be made in Kentucky. However, this is a common misconception. Bullshit. Okay, (laughs) calm down. Kentucky (laughs) bourbon is only produced in the state, but bourbon, in fact, can be made in any of the 50 American states. Once the overall standards for bourbon are met, it's bourbon. Huh. So it sounds like they just funnel it through Kentucky, and they're like, bourbon. It's a big brand. Know what it is, though? It's like Detroit-style pizza. 
being made outside of Detroit. Yeah. Is it really that? Mm, good point, Chandler. It's not. Right. You have to make Detroit-style pizza in Detroit. You don't get New York-style pizza here in Detroit like you do in New York. Yeah, right. So, yeah, it's like if I eat a Chicago-style hot dog right. here, I'm really just eating a dog with Fucking all the sh- a bunch of shit that's on, right. on it. That's yeah. right. <laughs> that's right. This is oh, tough. You, stuff. like, kind of broke my brain with that. So is anything you get anywhere else besides where it's from that thing? No. Not really. According to that theory. Not really. They stranglehold the market. Jesus. Not really. That's fucked up. <laughs> Dude, that's fucked up. All right. Anyways, we good there? So next year, Bourbon Day, Flag Day, the boys. We're never going to forget June it again. June 14th yeah. next year. Get the Yeah, get the lifts popping. We're uh, going to be a nice thirsty Thursday next year, too. Yeah, it'll be good. We'll be dressed up in all the flag stuff. <laughs> Pick your flag out. Um, okay, cool. Let's move on to the main headlines, the main topics. Uh, back-to-back nights, right? We've crowned league champions, um, which is very, very exciting, um, even though it kind of wasn't. They were kind of really boring series, unfortunately. I hate I hate saying that. I hate defaulting. I hate when people say, man, this series is going to suck. It's going to be boring. But, like, honestly, these both were just kind of snooze fest. We'll start with the NBA. Um, the Nuggets win in – it was, it was kind of close down the stretch at the end until, uh, honestly, Jimmy Butler just kind of completely disintegrated under pressure, um, and Joe Kick, the Joker, was was too much, and the Nuggets win their first NBA title since joining the league in 47 years, I believe. Yep, well-deserved, number one seed, best team probably in the NBA all year. Should have had the three-time MVP, but MVP on their team from two of the last three years, probably the best player in the league again this year, so... Um, tough to see Jimmy Butler play like that at the end. I think he just didn't have anything left in the tank. He literally carried that team on their back the whole duration of the playoffs, but well-deserved by the Nuggets. It wasn't just Joker. Jamal Murray played well. Michael Porter Jr. played well. Aaron Gordon, who was a former top five pick, comes there, plays good as a third option. I was in the streets after the game. Did you see that? No, I didn't. He was running around with the fans in his game shorts, no shirt on, in the fucking downtown Denver. Really? Dude, he was in the heart of the chaos with his shorts on from the game. I love that. I respect him even more now. 100%. The one thing that... I didn't understand was Tyler Harrow. Like he was supposed to come back and be back for the championship series. And he never dressed one game or did he dress game five? They had odds on him for the game yesterday or the game on Monday. I don't know if he actually dressed, but obviously he didn't play. Right. I mean, I don't understand. Like, is he not hurt? And he just like, they don't want, I know I heard some stuff where they didn't want to mess up the team chemistry, but it's like, dude, he's a fucking shooter. Jimmy Butler's doing everything. You're not going to have a sharpshooter out there. Even dressed on your bench. Even to play 10 to 15 minutes. It's not like he's got to play 30 to 35 minutes because he couldn't at that point in time. That doesn't make any sense. Um, but I not understand that. I will say this. I'm not one here to criticize Coach Spolstra yeah. and what he does. I think he has a he knows a little more about uh-huh. how to run a basketball team, and I think he's a top-five coach in the league and, and probably understands the severity of the injury that we're not privy to that information. But yeah, well, runner-up, so. That's right, runner-up well, again. One guy's playing with a cracked sternum four games, and the other guy, you know, his <laughs> yeah. hand hurts, so yeah. what are you um, going to do? Hand hurts or he broke his hand, one or the other, <laughs> in a game that you have to use your hands to play. Yeah, but debatable. I think the the over you know the the overall thought that I have about this is looking at it. The Nuggets are a young team. 
The Nuggets have signed their nucleus between Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr., Jamal Murray, and Jokic. They're all under contract. The only guy that I see that could leave after this season that was the only contributor is Bruce Brown, who is a bench player. This is shaping up to possibly be one of those teams that could win two, three championships here with this nucleus. Now, maybe it's not in a row, maybe it's not back-to-back, but you've got a team that's all under 30 years old, all signed for the next couple years. This is really a team that's shaping up to be a force for a while, seeing that LeBron's going to be out of the West here soon. The Warriors aren't the Warriors of old anymore. The Suns, I, I mean, they're teetering. They might be tanking here soon. There's really no threat in the West. Um for the next two to three years. Maybe next season, but not the next two to three years. So I'm interested to see. We thought about this with the Bucks a couple years back when they won their first one. They had a young nucleus. They haven't gotten back there. Nuggets now get that opportunity with an MVP to have a chance to really, you know, piggyback a couple more championships onto this first one. Yeah, and uh the head coach immediately, which I thought was kind of interesting and nothing I would ever recommend, is like right when he gets the trophy, like the first thing he says is just like, we're not happy with this one. We want more, which I guess is a crowd-pleasing thing to say. It was just wild to me that that was the first thing that came out of his mouth like on the podium there. I don't know if you saw it. As soon as he got handed the championship, he's like, we're not happy with one. We want to go get more. Um, but the biggest thing I pulled out of this was just like Jokic's like full on disinterest in being a champion. Yep. He was ready to go home immediately. It was crazy to me. I've never seen anybody react that way to like winning the ultimate prize. That was just maybe I don't wa- watch his interviews enough or like see him interact enough, but that blew my mind. When a reporter asked him, um, are you ready for the parade on Thursday? He basically like rolled his eyes and couldn't believe that he had yeah. to attend a parade. He was like Thursday. distressed. He was like upset about it. He like it. asked somebody, he's like, when's the parade again? Yeah, and they were like Thursday, and he was like, oh, and he covered his face, and he's like, I just, I want, like, and they asked him right when he won the championship, and he's like, now we did our job, now I go home. Right. <laughs> it's crazy to me. That was mind-blowing to me. You the- work your whole life, not just the whole season, you work your whole life to get to that appointment. Like, you'd think you'd soak it in a little. I, it was just wild. And, like, every comment I saw was just, like, this man really has a $300 million side hustle. Like, they're like, he just wants to see his horses. He misses his horses. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was really, really crazy to me uh, just to see that a guy that just, like, not. But then again, he wasn't locker room, like, tackling his teammates into a pool. And yeah. Shit. Like, I don't think he didn't party. He wasn't just, faking anything. I just right. think, yeah, maybe he just, you know, fuck, yeah. I guess not everybody is, uh, you know. Not a media guy. Yeah, yeah, the same, right. You know, you yeah. know. Do you guys discredit it at all? I saw some people discrediting this championship because if you look at it, they had, by the stats, the second easiest road you could possibly have to a championship. They beat an eight seed, they beat a four seed, they beat a seven seed, and they beat an eight seed. So two eight seeds, a seven seed, and a four seed. Does that play into it at all for you guys? I'll never discredit a championship. No, I mean, you play who's on your schedule, right? Yeah, that's right? it. And the whole thing's designed because they beat the person in front of them, so technically they're the better team and yada, yada, yada. That's how I feel, 100%. too. I, just, I like, agree. People just say that shit. What's the point of the regular season, then? Like, right. You play good, win all these games, so you get a high seed, so you don't have to play as good a teams in the playoffs. And I feel like we just grew up like with this attitude of just like, 
you're playing the best team. That's the team that's there. It's the team right. that's in front of you. It's the team that's made it this far. They are the best team. Uh, and it was like, oh, I hate, like, now you get a lot of like, oh, I don't like this championship. I hate this matchup. This is boring. But it's always been to me just like, this is the championship. This is the two best teams that need to be here. This is the best it could be because these are the two best teams. Denver was easily like the most dominant team in the playoffs too. Like there was no team that I was like, man, they got, they got screwed over. They should have been in the championship. Like no Denver was the team. Right. And if you think about all of these rounds, like, and we're going to get in the NHL too, but I know at least on the Panther side of things, people were just saying like, Oh my God, they're going to get shit pumped by Boston. Okay. Well they got through Boston. No way they can do Toronto. And then they beat Toronto. And then it's like, Oh, well the Carolina is going to steamroll them. This is going to be boring. And they just kept fucking winning. It just happened to run out in the championship for both of these eight seeds who happen to be from Florida. They just both ran out of gas. But if they don't run out of gas, like everyone's having a completely different conversation here. 100%. So I just, I never buy into like the cheap championships or the Mickey Mouse ring or like all that stupid fucking. The only one I would do that for is like the bubble, I guess you could say, because there's no home and away games, but it's like you're still playing in championship. And the Mickey? Yeah, the little Mickey <laughs> ring. And they still, uh, I don't know, though, they still had to fucking, like, be locked in there, and there was still, like, shit they had to deal with, I guess. I understand it's different, but I... That would be the only one I would consider it, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, a couple other notes about uh, Denver winning this. Stan Kroenke, help me there, Channing? Yeah, Kroenke, yeah. Kroenke. He, uh, obviously, he, if you guys don't know this, he owns... a like a ton of teams. He owns an NFL team, NHL, NBA, uh, a national lacrosse team, and a soccer team. Yep. He owns fucking everything. Um, so his latest title came Monday night when the Denver Nuggets won their first championship in 47 years. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams, another team he owns, uh, beat the Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl in 2021. And then the Colorado Avalanche, who he also owns, just won the Stanley Cup last year. That is absolutely fucking crazy and forgot one the lacrosse team he owns the colorado mammoth won it in 2022 so from 21 to today he has won four uh professional championships at the highest level you can in, in respective sports yep what the fuck that's jugging it out that is jugging it I out i mean holy shit he's 4x the value of those franchises too probably in the <laughs> <Yeah>. process <laughs> You know, I just think that blew my mind. Can you imagine the the run you're on for two years there? I mean, the only thing I can even compare it to is when Bill Davidson won the Pistons and the Lightning. Oh yeah, and the Shock. And the Shock. The Shock actually the won shock. there too. <laughs> yeah. And the Shock. So he won three, but I can't even think of dual sports owners anymore. And one of them being like the NFL, right? That's just fucking like NBA NFL is crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Bill Davis was NBA NHL. Right. Not taking that away, but the valuations are fucking different. Nuts. And yeah. then, you know, I don't know what MLS is looking like, but you know, that's pretty fucking crazy too. Yeah. Oh, well, they didn't he didn't win one though. He didn't win that. He didn't win that one. My bad. My bad. Skip not win that one. I got too excited. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I thought that was nuts and uh congrats on the to the Nuggies. Um I guess I have to give congrats moving on here to the NHL finals. Uh, Vegas Vegas wins in five with an absolute ass-kicking of the Florida Panthers. Last time we spoke, I guaranteed that the Panthers would win the next two games. They did win game three, um, but were unable to win game four and then just got ran out of the building in game five. That was the biggest fucking lock ever. Should have took out every dollar I could have 
scrambled up and put it on <laughs> Vegas. Yeah, you should have scrambled all your dollars. I need to scramble something. <laughs> um, but Kachuk being out was just like the biggest. So demoralizing yeah, for their team. Yes, and apparently he broke his sternum in game three. And in game four, he needed like the trainers to dress him because he was like that fucked up. And then game five, they were like, no chance. You can't play. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. Breaking your sternum? Yeah. Was it like right here? Yeah. yeah. Right in the middle of your chest. What, right in the middle breaks? of your chest. Must be this. Must be like cracked on yeah. the plate. bottom. I don't know. Yeah. Dude. Hey, Tyler Harrell, his hurt. hand hurt though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his hand hurt. He broke his hand. Well. Dude, that's crazy though. Fucking sternum, like you, it probably like, hurts to laugh. Taking every shit. breath, yeah, yeah, for sure. And then if like the players find out, they're gonna just be gunning you. But Vegas's uh, run here was absolutely dominating. Uh, they for each round of the NHL playoffs, I just want to let you guys know this. So the NHL league average for save percentage is nine one zero. Okay, uh, to be like considered, you know, like. On the upper half of that, people goalies look for a nine one five save percentage. That's where you know you're kind of in the top fifteen type deal. For rounds one, two, three, and four, I'll give you some numbers here. Round one, eight eight six, round two, eight seven seven, round three, eight seven five, round four, eight two six. Eight eighty two percent save percentage in the Stanley Cup finals. That's what Vegas did to opposing goalies in this playoff run. They just buried fucking goals. Torched them. They never even faced an elimination game. No. They were railroading. Yeah. And what happened to Bobrovsky? He was like one of the hottest goaltenders going into the finals. Didn't he get yanked a game or two? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just, I mean, think of a hot shooter. It's the same thing. It just, it just goes. And I just think, I mean, there were chunks, five, six minute chunks that Vegas was just peppering them. Peppering them. I know. Like when they scored that third goal. Uh, I believe it was to go up three to one, or maybe it was go up four to one. I'm, I can't remember now. When the Florida guy lost his stick, you were just waiting for him to score. You're just sitting there patiently waiting for Vegas to bury another fucking goal. They started off with the short handy with Mark Stone too, who that, had the who first the, hat trick, who did the full stop. Yes, and that then was the top so titty. Sick. Yeah, that was. And after that, you're like, all right, uh oh, yeah, all right. But right. then, like, Eichel, Stone, Marsh, so all had – Eichel had 26 points, Stone 25, and Marsh had 24 in the playoffs. I mean, they were lighting it up. Yeah, they lit it up. So, Marsh, so gets the gets the MVP, gets the Conn Smythe. He's been there since their inception. Um, I think, for me, I was not ready – one, I was really on this Vegas train – or, uh, sorry, the Florida train, really loved Kachuk and all that. But – I just wasn't ready for Vegas to win this cup. It just felt like Gary Bettman's fucking like he wanted this so bad. And he like, they like changed the expansion draft rules and they kind of put together this really good team. And I don't know, like, I just, I didn't want it. I didn't fucking want it. I thought, I thought Kraken's coming right on their tail. No shit. Like all these, all these fucking teams I created in NHL 96 are like coming to life and winning cups. Um, so I thought it was like by far the quickest an expansion team had ever won the Stanley cup. Uh, I think it was, this is year six, 2017 yep. to now. So year six, it actually isn't as crazy as I thought the <clears throat> flyers won one. Um, they, they did break the record. So they did break the record, but the flyers won a cup as an expansion team in year seven. Okay. Yeah. And then the Islanders did it in year eight. Okay. okay. So, so it's right on. Yeah. yeah. It's right online. I didn't know it's, that. Yeah. It made me feel a little bit better. Uh, if they would have won it year one, that would have been insane. Yeah. Over Ovechkin. Yeah. Like that would have blown. That would have not been right. Agree. It's um, only going to take the Lions 55 years. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, 
So Marcia So, by the way, pretty great story here. It's always nice to see the cup celebrations and get kind of the stories, all these grown men's, you know, rise to rise to the top and all that. Marcia Show is the first NHL player to not be drafted to win the Conn Smythe trophy since Wayne Gretzky. Dog. Pretty pretty fucking sick there. And there's a lot of guys draft there's a lot of rounds in the NHL draft, right? Yeah. Like endless. it's like a like a baseball type draft. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot exactly I'm a seven. I think yeah maybe eight i don't know but yeah there's a lot it's a deep draft i'll be at the draft last. party yeah. yeah yeah we'll find I'll, out i'll let you know <laughs> i'll be a few beers deep by then um but i'll tell you guys one thing when this it was over before it started when they had 50 cent crank in the siren we all should have known that we all should have put our mortgage on on the nights scrandle we, something when, up. when we saw <laughs> we should have been scrambling every dollar we had on the nights when we saw 50 cent fucking cranking that siren I, you got 50 and taffer cranking the siren there's no way <laughs> dude that's, that's like batman and superman that's like the fizz's dream guy. <laughs> i mean yeah, come 50 on. Cent with john taffer cranking a siren that would be incredible <laughs> yeah so they win Florida, incredible run, uh, have a terrible record. In, they're like the Tigers in the World Series. They are 1-8. and eight. Wow. Well, our lifetime Tigers are 1-8. Yeah. and eight, mm-hmm. And so now that's what Florida is as well. So, um, yeah. Shout out Vegas. Shout out to Vegas. Stanley Cup record, nine goals. That At parade's going to be fun. Oh, that was the other thing. That, that like, was a tie? Nine goals? Nine goals. Most, I think, the, the Maple Leafs and Wings scored nine okay. in the game before. Okay. Yeah. That parade, though, that's going to be a fucking Dude, ripper. how about that night? They pro- I mean, Oh, like, my God. Oh, yeah. They won the cup in Vegas. Oh, my. <laughs> like, I get, like, nervous. Yeah. Thinking about it. <laughs> it's probably fucking bonkers what they got into. Pizzo was on the river while they were still out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> imagine, it, <laughs> imagine if they would have won in Traverse City. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, so NHL's done. We move into the off season. Um, just hope the Wings can build a contender. Little U.S. Open action. Let's talk about it. It's the only thing to talk about now. Yeah, that's, that's it, it, dude. Unless Miggy hits another homer. Golf and scraping by with the Tigers. Yeah, <laughs> scraping by is an understatement. Golf though, U.S. Open this year, L.A. Country Club, um, wild. Wild. U.S. Open, always crazy conditions, right? Thick, rough, tough greens. Lowest scoring major winner usually of the year is via the U.S. Open. This year, playing it at a par 70. So five par threes and uh, three par fives, I, I thought, believe. I saw it was like over 7,500 yards. 7,423 for a par 70. Wow. Which is insane, which also includes... A 290-yard par three. Yeah, I saw that. On this year. That's so a driver. Pull out your driver. Yep. You better have some backspin on it, or else you're not sticking the green there, and you're going to hit out a six-inch rough at that point in time. It's actually a perfect hole for me. Yeah. I mean, I, I, get, it, I get it about halfway there. Layup. Yeah. yeah. But I'd be swinging as hard as I can. Yeah. That's my layup. Wait, so, Chandler, I have a question before you get yeah. going. So you're, you're saying, and I've seen this a couple places, and I, I – I need to be educated. So obviously I know the U S open always has very tough course. Like Mm -hmm. everything we just said, you just said you're going to see some of the lowest scores for a major winner. Like, like, are you talking like minus 14, like big highest score? Should I say? God. Okay. I was a little confused because, and the only reason I say this is because I was watching videos on this account called nuclear golf or something like that on Twitter. 
and they were doing all the shit that you guys are seeing this whole week. They're dropping shit in the rough and people are losing it. Like, you know, just like someone's physically dropping it and you can't find it. They're setting the balls on the side of the greens and watching them roll forever. And it just, it looks so treacherous. And then I went into the comment and I don't know if I just like boomered this and like the joke went over my head, but everyone in there was saying how this country club is actually an easy course and you're going to see like minus 11 to minus 14 win this tournament. Wow. Right. Which yeah. is, is usually not the case. Maybe it will in here. I never thought LA had like tough golf courses in general. Like the Genesis Invitational at Riviera gets smashed right. every year. Torrey Pines. Torrey Pines down in the San Diego Pebble. area, I feel like gets smashed every year. But like if you look at the last couple years now, there's going to be years where, of course, there's outliers. But let's go back to 2012, okay? Webb Simpson won at Olympic Club in San Francisco, one over. Okay, one over. Justin Rose, 2013, one over. Martin Keimer, 2014, nine under. 2015, Spieth, five under. 2016, Dustin Johnson, four under. Here's the couple outliers. Brooks Kepka, 2017, 16 under. 2018, Brooks Kepka, one over. Wild. 2019, so wild. Gary Woodland. They played it at Pebble, 13 under. Last three years, Bryson, John Rahm, Matt Fitzpatrick, all six under. Okay. So tough. On there, you've only seen since 2012 the winner shoot better than six under three times. Okay. Yeah, I think I just like the that from the video I watched versus the comments I read, I was just like, I still don't understand golf. I don't know what I'm looking at. I'm looking at a really hard thing, I think, and everyone's telling me how easy the course is. Mm -hmm. Playboy Mansion's on one of the holes. That sounds awesome. Pretty is cool. it? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. That's, um, that's who said? Oh, Brooks said that. He's oh, like, yeah. I played. Oh, he's he like, knew that. He's like, I played here when I was at Florida State. He's like, I don't really remember much of the course. I just remember the Playboy Mansion's on one of the holes. I think it was on 9 or 11. It's hmm. pretty great. Yeah. There we go. I mean, he's got to be one of the favorites, right? Uh, I think he's number three. Yeah, third. Number one, Scotty. Scotty, Scotty Rom Brooks. Brooks, Scotty Rom yep. Brooks. Yep, yep. exactly. And with the way he's playing right now, like, wouldn't it be great if he just comes in, gets let back onto the PGA Tour, and then wins another major, his second in a row? He, uh, he made a joke. Did you hear his press conference joke? No. Yeah, uh, I did. I had to like again meet Frank in the comments because I'm like, I don't get the fucking joke. But it was basically he said like, all right, guys, thanks for all the questions. See you at Whistler's next week. Which Travelers. Is, Travelers. Yep. Thank yeah. you. And uh, he like, which is a PGA event, right. right? Blah blah blah. So that was like his fucking joke. Well, isn't the the commissioner like out right now? Yes. Yes. I saw that today. Medical issues all of a sudden. What the hell? Uh. So that. I, apparently this is just a comment chat for me, but I was in that comment section. And that was ruthless. The number one comment was just like, yes, this, he's still recovering from his spine removal surgery, which I thought was a pretty... <laughs> I saw a funny one from Shooter McGavin on Twitter where it was uh, Billy Madison playing basketball in his room, and then like they come into the tent, and he like fakes like he's sick and jumps into bed and puts the thermometer <laughs> yeah. in his mouth. <laughs> but yeah, he's just like, after all that chaos, he is mysteriously out with recovery from a medical issue like that's all we have on it that's all we know um sure. do you think he just didn't want to show face there is that oh, all that yeah. is yeah. thousand percent sure 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 someone sure. All, another one not as good as the spine removal but they were just like yeah he hurt his neck like scrooge mcducking into his vast <laughs> Coin pile of coins <laughs> yeah <laughs> pile of gold um yeah so i'm excited always love 
uh, the majors. Should we get into some, some picks? picks? Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell Let's, do yeah. It. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. So I always like the format of give us one of your top-tier players and then give us a long shot. Yep. So let's go with our top-tier players. This is a guy that you would probably say is a top 25 favorite. Okay. How about yeah. that? No, that's actually I have a top 25 finisher, a top 10 finisher, um, a long shot, and a winner. Okay. okay. Well, how about you start it off? Yeah, then? we'll do top 25. All right, top All right, 25. So, so my guaranteed top 25 finish, um, you know, and I guess this – I guess this is like an easy one, but I'm going to just say safe pick. Jordan Spieth is going to finish in the top 25. Lou? Okay. Um, I don't have I all everyone that I picked was just winners. If we're going just top 25, I'm going to go a little off the beaten path. Give me Dustin Johnson. Okay. Wow. Gotcha. Top 25. I don't know why. I, I everyone hates this guy this year, but I'm going to go Patrick Cantlay. Yeah, everyone, oh, does Reed. everyone does hate him this year. They do. He's so mark, slow. Mark these down so we can yell at each other next week. Okay. Right, you so, got him, Chandler? Yeah, yeah. I'll, mark, I'll yell at you guys next week. That yep. sounds fun. Okay. All right, so top 25. Frank has Spieth. Yep. Lou has – who'd you have, Lou? DJ. DJ and Chandler has Cantlay. All right, top 10. Frank, who you got top 10? Phil. Phil, baby. He is going to be so pumped – going to have so much confidence coming into this after the live merger he's finishing top 10 okay nickel titties top 10 give me xander xander finished in the top 25 his last six tournaments and three of those in the top 10 and he's never actually finished worse than 14 in a u.s open okay gotcha top 10 we're doing top 10s here i'm gonna go Middle of the pack guy. I'm going to go Cam Young. Cam Young's been playing pretty good this year. I like Cam Young. He's just kind of a steady Eddie guy. Doesn't get too high. Doesn't get too low. I think the U.S. Open's going to be good for the type of game he plays. Um, long shot. Let's go with a long shot. This is a guy that you'd find outside of the top 25 odds-wise. Frank, who's your long shot to win the tournament? Russell Henley. All right. That is my long shot winner. Russell Henley. What's... <laughs> What's the reasoning? <laughs> you know my reasoning, boys. I picked him in that draft I do with the guys. That's that's good enough. All of these guys are on my team. All so right. that is the longest. He had the he had the longest odds of where I was at picking in the draft, and that's who I'm going with, Russell Henley. Russell Henley. I could probably give you like some strokes gained bullshit thing that I could read offline right now, but who cares? Just put Russell Henley in the fucking bet. There we go. Yeah. Russell Henley. Lou, long shot. All right, my long shot that I had is actually just inside the top 25. Okay. So I will Chalk. go with... <laughs> Sheep. Give me Wyndham Clark. Ooh. Who? Wyndham Hotels? Big Clarky. Wyndham Clark, was he like in, in, in the congressional hearing at Flag Day? Wyndham Clark the Shark. Hey, he's ranked third in approach right he now. He played pretty good in... Uh, didn't he? He was doing all right in something. Yeah, third yeah. in approach rate. Damn, you're yeah. fucking researching yeah, and shit. I did. Luke. My other guy Jesus. was uh, I'm gonna throw him in there anyways. Was Bryson Deschambeauxsky? Well, won it in 2020, and he's name. a long ball guy. No, the, long who, ball so guy. Who's your pick? I, I told. Uh, well, I it would be Bryson, but he's in. outside the top 25. Oh yeah, okay. So I'll go Wyndham, Wyndham Clark. Clark. I'm yeah. gonna go 430 to one to win, and that's Mr. Abraham answer. Wow, the answer. Abraham Mexicano. He was like a sexy pick, I feel like, for a while he last was. year, and he's kind of faded. Yeah, he is. So, yeah. hey, five to win, 2155. I love it. Perfect. And then the granddaddy of them all, this is your pick, regardless of odds, Frank, your 2023 U.S. Open champion. 
I am going to go with probably a popular pick, but I don't care. The course record setter, Max Homa. Popular pick. Very good. I'm going to go with the popular pick as well. Don't fix what ain't broken. Give me Brooks Kepka. Wow. wow. I like that a lot, yeah, too. Yeah, too. I'm going to take this guy because I like his odds and I like his game. So coming in, I got him this morning at 48 to 1. Give me JT Justin Thomas. Okay. Let's ride. So, and, and I'll tell you why I'm picking Homa because I read a couple articles and one guy was like, absolutely avoid Max Homa. And it made me just say, like, I'm taking him. There was wow. too much logic. He, like, he listed all the reasons everyone's going to take him. And then was it's just like his like, home track. Yeah. Yeah, it's his home course, so he's back home. I'm coming home. P-D-D. He always plays well there. He plays good at the Genesis every year that it's in Los Angeles. I think he has the course record there, I, I does, think right? he does, too, yeah, to be honest pretty sure. with you. So I'm taking a picture. I'm sending it in the group chat right now so that we all have it. But for the listeners, top 25, Frank Spieth, Lou DJ, Chandler, Cam Young. No, I put Chandler has Chandler on here. Good. Can't lay. You taking yourself? Can't lay I mean, is I, who I had at that's top a dead 25. pick if you got Chandler. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lock. Yeah. That's, top, that's not top fair. 25. Top like, 10, Frank, Phil Mickelson, Lou, Xander Shoffley, Chandler, Cam Young, Longshot, Frank, Russell Henley, Lou, Wyndham Clark, Chandler, Abe Answer, winner, Frank, Max Homa, Lou, Brooks Kepka, Chandler, JT. Uh, I feel like we should take our winners and whoever finishes like highest or low. I feel like we should have some bet going. Yeah. I don't know if it's money. Whoever or, like, has the the lowest finish of their like favorite pick. Yeah. Okay. What should we? Yeah. What do they do? Or we could do like a little point system thing. If you get you get one point if you get one of the categories right. Yeah. Why don't we do lowest? Why don't we do lowest score of the winner? Yeah. That should just be the category. So Max Homa versus Brooke Kapska versus. Justin Thomas. What 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 should the bet be? Do you think we should? You know, I don't know. We should like make whoever comes in last like eat blazing wings or something crazy. Should we workshop it? We oh, could I workshop like it. We could do monetary things. Okay, Let's we'll work it out. It. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll workshop and we'll have it ready for the next I next like show. But we will have something. We'll have something. Good. And by something, we'll probably walk in here and be like, "Wait, shotgun a beer." <laughs> yeah. right, wait, let's, let's just do like fifty bucks. Yeah, fifty bucks. Okay, cool. All right, whatever. Who cares? Yeah, we'll do that. That's how it'll. That's how it'll end up. All right. Cool. So, speaking of eating shit, let's move into snack time. Let's snack move in. Up. Wink is a non-alcoholic seltzer which blends the perfect mix of flavor, combination, THC, and CBD. Each mini 7.5-ounce can features 2.5 milligrams of THC and another 2.5 milligrams of CBD, offering a balanced, light, and social drink that's perfect for any day of the week. The flavors they come in are Lime Twist, Black Cherry Fizz, and Juicy Mango. As always, there's zero calories and zero sugar in each one of the flavors. Drink Wink. You'll be glad you did. All right, so snack time today. I was the leader, the one that was going to corral in the snacks today. Leader's a strong, strong word. And you said, well, you're right. I'm not a leader. I'm Channy Fast Hands. Um, So today, um, you mentioned blazing. So that was kind of the theme of mine today. So I told you guys earlier in the show, I got a lot of feedback. Everyone's like, dude, you're giving shitty scores. Like the best score was a four or five. So I'm like, 
okay, we can't go way off the wall today. I'm not drinking cookie dough. What? I'm not eating. No red velvet soda? Cinnamon toast crunch dust, yeah. you know. Like, we've got to kind of keep it a little more between the buoys and get some bumpers on. So, I did two different types of chips today, and they're variations on classics. Okay. Endorsed by current athletes. So, we're going to have a little showdown today. Okay. I and like it. Number one here today, endorsed by Mr. Jason Tatum. Oh. The Flaming Hot Barbecue Ruffles. Ooh, okay. Ooh, that looks good. Okay. Looks good. I'm those a big Ruffles guy. Flaming Hot Barbecue Ruffles. Lou, if you want to get this one started. Sure and do. did you guys see there's a new, like. Sure do, pal. See, there's like a new movie on Hulu called Flaming Hot. I, I think, did. I, I just watched it, actually. Was it good? It was actually a pretty good movie. It's a good feel-good story. Really? Yeah, it's okay. about a guy who makes, like, the Flamin' Hot Cheeto. Yeah, yeah perfect. Directed so, by Eva Longoria. Yep. Good story. You have Jason Tatum in the Flaming Hot Barbecues yeah. going against LeBron James <laughs> in the Flaming Hot Cheddar and Sour Cream Ooh. Ruffles. So this is a classic ruffle, but they made it Flaming Hot. Yeah. Ooh. All right. I got... I'm big make fan a, of these, Channy. I'm going to make a prediction okay. to make start. And LeBron James. Let me yeah. see those, Frank. Dude, they put... You don't, put the, pull the bag away from the mic, <laughs> for Christ's sake. You don't have to open... Everyone knows we're eating. You don't have to put the bag on bag the mic. Up, boy. Yeah, Jesus. It's like using the microphone to open the bag. You got to hear it. <laughs> yeah, they, they know it. It's like literally like... <laughs> People wanted this bag. <laughs> you can't really tell them apart unless you, you no, separate you can't. them, you know? But here's my theory. The Ruffles uh, cheddar and sour cream are up there uh, as far as chip ranking goes. They're way up there, and there's a reason they put LeBron on that bag, you know? Right. Not Tatum's bitch ass. Yeah. So I think the the uh, the cheddar ones are going to be better than the BBQ. Okay. But what are we eating first? So we're going to do the Flaming Hot Barbecues endorsed by Jason Tatum. Flaming Hot Barbecue Chips. Okay. A new iteration on a classic. All right. Mm. Yeah, these are good. Those are good. Uh -huh. These are good. Big mm -hmm. fan. Not too hot, though. They're not flaming hot, I was going to no. say. They taste like barbecue ruffles. Mm-hmm. I would eat that bag. They're good. Yeah. They are. These are good. Okay. The Flaming Hot is essentially non-existent. Right. In my opinion. Like, at the I, end, you a get a little bit. Hint. They're it, like spicy barbecue, not like Flaming Hot. It's not like when you eat the Cheetos. Right. I still get that barbecue taste, though, too. They did a good job with the flavor there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, these are bomb. Yeah. These are good. Yeah, they one are. One down, one to go. Jason Tatum, Flaming Hot Barbecue. Good reviews so far. Next up, LeBron James. Mm. And the flaming hot cheddar and sour cream ruffles. I'm really excited about this one. Yeah. They look the same. They do. Mm. Oh my God. Dude, these mm. are fire. These are good. These are really good. They taste a little different than I thought. A mm -hmm. lot of cheddar. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Neither as hot as I thought they'd be. No. Not even close. Dude, I kind of. I kind of think I like the barbecue more. I think do I do, too. I yeah. don't know. It I like, think I do, too. Not me. It, like, pairs better with it. It, it, like, makes more sense. It's like a spicy barbecue versus, like, a cheesy mm -hmm. Sour cream and onion hot. Yeah. 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 I agree. I guess it's cheddar, not sour cream and onion, but. I what you meant. <laughs> yeah. No. I know what you meant. Close enough. Dude, no, I yeah. think I like the barbecue more. Mm. They're both really good. Mm -hmm. They are. 
Mm. Wow. Okay, so Jason Tatum, Flaming Hot Barbecue, Frank, 1 to 10. Um, I'll give those a 7.1. Okay, Lou? Wow, uh, 8. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm so sorry. I mixed them up. I got them mixed up. I will give that that one, the Flaming Hot Barbecue, I will give an 8.3. Wow. wow. Yeah, I will. I'm all over that, too. I was going to say 8.2 for me. Holy shit. Those if are two's a company, good. three's a crowd, I'm just going to go with what I was going to say originally, which is what you have, Lou. 8.2 on the Flaming Hot Barbecues yeah, sponsored bu- by Jason Tatum. I mix them up, and you guys already know my... I, I said it already. 7.1 on the, the Cheddars. 7.1. What about your I Cheddars? I said 7.8. No, 7.1. You did? Okay. Yeah. Oh, the Cheddar Bombs? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 8.4. I got them slightly edged over oh, wow. the Tatums. Okay. Yeah. But those both of those are outstanding snacks. I'm going to go 7.9. I think the barbecue slightly edges the Cheddar and Sour Cream. So to recap it, Frank, 8.3 on the barbecue yep. and a 7.1 on the Flaming Hot ch- Cheddar and sour cream. Yeah. Lou with an 8.2 on the barbecue and an 8.4 on the cheddar and sour cream. Myself with an 8.2 on the barbecue and a 7.9 on the flaming hot cheddar and sour cream. Yeah, they were they were both bomb. I just think the edge goes to the natural uh like huh. the natural comparison of flaming hot to barbecue versus flaming hot to like a cheese type type snack if that makes sense i like it it's a new flavor to flavor town for me yeah yeah it's good yeah. that was that was the, those are by far the best snacks that we've had not even close the <laughs> other <laughs> ones were like we're like trying to, to like fuck ourselves yeah <laughs> good snack. makes sense good snack. Uh, lose a la mickey fan boy so i knew he would like the la the la mickey chips better i'm a ruffle fan boy you can know that buddy I, yeah, yeah. ruffles are up makes there two of yeah, us they're up there makes three of fan us boy then. yeah <laughs> good work boys all right, two really good snacks, two really good chips there. We're still kind of kind of snacking on them a little bit because oh, yeah. they're actually good. Um, weren't covered in dust at a 7-Eleven. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's close it out with over, under. Uh, let me pull up the list here. You guys should find something to talk about for a second. I forgot to pull it up. Jerry come through for us? Oh, yeah, he did. Okay. He did, and he said over undies again, I believe. It's never going to get old, to be honest. No, it's. I think he... You got to ride it out now. It's really funny. Yeah, I sent him Monday. Okay. All right. Jerry has sent the list. LGRW at the top here. Appreciate you, Jerry. Number one, fitting for the summer months. We're going to start. We're going to go with Chandler first here. Chandler, doing your own fireworks, is it over or underrated? So it's funny. We actually just got an advertisement in the mail yesterday. It was like, $40 off a $90 firework, $30 off a $60. So I looked at my wife and I'm like, I think this is the year. I think this is the year we just buy a couple fireworks and light them off and have fun. So it's patriotic. We were all up on flag day today being patriots. Part of 4th of July is lighting off fireworks. And I believe everyone should contribute. You don't just get to sit on the sideline lighting off your own fireworks underrated. Wow. Wow. And I also received mailers for fireworks for the first time in my life. Phantom fireworks? Yeah. There we go. Yeah. I see, I see the tents going a, up everywhere now, too. I got a couple too. of them, too. Wow. Because Phantom fireworks is like the... Top dog, right? Well, it's like, I feel like it's like the Halloween USA of yeah. July. Yep. You know, they just kind of pop up everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go with doing your own fireworks, underrated. However, I will say, like, 
the shows and stuff, sometimes it's like, it's not as cool. Like I want the thrill of like maybe blowing a finger off, you know, <laughs> underrated. That's like, all right. Well, <laughs> same, but different for me. Uh, I guess I'll be the only candy ass non-patriot here. I think it's com- completely overrated. Um, I love watching them. I love partaking in them, attending them. You know, I'll even take a video that I'll never look at once again, every <laughs> once in a while. But for me, Doing your own fireworks is overrated. I used to go up north to my buddy's cottage, and all the dads would put on this absolutely fantastic firework display. I absolutely loved it. Um, but they would almost kill themselves every the single fucking time. And one time, I'll never forget, they just launched one that, like, went rogue, and it went off to the side, and it hit the tree, like, hit this giant tree dead on, and it, it was a miracle everything didn't, didn't catch fire. And, uh, you know, I think... The other part of it too is just like Jason Pierre Paul would not would would say it's overrated. <laughs> he would. Thanks for your input, Benedict. <laughs> Back it up. Put it in reverse, Terry. <laughs> All right, number two, Lou. Chinese takeout. Wow, I will say Chinese takeout is underrated. I don't do it a ton, but when I do get it, maybe like I'd say once every month, maybe two months even. It, it always hits, and you have meals for, like, the rest of the week because you get a fucking <laughs> right, you so, get much, so food. much food, dude. Um, so <laughs> if you do it if you do it periodically, I think it's definitely underrated. I will say that Chinese food, Chinese takeout, is underrated as well. We ranked food styles way back on a show once, and I remember Chinese, Chinese food ended up being, like, number two, and I was all upset about it. Italian was, like, eighth. It was all fucked up. Still in the back of my head. It's not how I actually feel about food. But I will say Chinese takeout is very underrated, and I want to shout out the local Chinese place in St. Clair Shores called Golden Chopsticks. That's where I go to get my fuck ton of Chinese takeout that lasts, like, three days. Family-run operation. They're the nicest people in the world. They're always working real hard. Uh, and I just love to support them, and they're a good establishment that's been there for a long time. Golden Chopsticks in St. Clair Shores, Chinese takeout from there especially, underrated. Yeah, see, I'm going to also shout out a former business that me and Lou frequented, New Great Wall, which actually closed this year, longtime establishment, I believe 30 years running in yeah. Shelby Township. Yep. Family decided to retire. With that being said, I haven't gotten Chinese food lately because that was my go-to spot. And I'm going to put it third on my ranking of Asian cuisines alone behind Japanese and Thai. I'd rather get hibachi, and I'd rather get Thai food. Therefore, Chinese takeout is overrated. Wow. China. Wow. Seeing a trend over there with Chandler. Yeah. Big flag day, firework. You know, we're over it in Chinese <sighs> food. Okay, I get it. No, I get it. You're saying it, not well, me. I'm a patriot. Sorry. <laughs> People are just asking. People are talking. Number three on the list. Frank's selling data to TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, hiking. Um, hiking, hiking. So this is, like, tough. I don't go on hikes. I don't ever go hiking. I will say I will go on runs. You know, staying in shape, being fit is good. Around here in Metro Detroit, not a real big hiking spot. Um, I'm sure if I visited, like, the Pacific Northwest – or somewhere like that, that I would enjoy a hike and it would be underrated because you're out in nature and you're moving. So I am going to say it's underrated, even though I don't really do it. And it's not, I wait, it's not like I seek out hikes or I would consider myself a hiker, 
but I think I would enjoy it every once in a while. So I'll say underrated. So I've done two hikes in my life. One with Lou in Breckenridge, Colorado. We did a huge hike um, one time for a buddy's bachelor party. Great hike, by the way. That was. The other one was in Mount Tampias, just north of San Francisco. Both were great experiences. I am not a self-proclaimed hiker or camper either, although getting out of my comfort zone and just standing that far above and seeing everything, it's it's a different feeling. So I'm going to say underrated for hiking. Okay, I, I'll be honest with you guys. I'm not a big hiker. I'm going to go with overrated if i'm out in the wilderness i want to be like hunting or fishing or snowboarding or camping or doing something not just like walking around and i guess it's jaded because there ain't no hiking around us yeah so if i was in the pnw be a little different but for me it's just boring you're just fucking walking around overrated yeah tell it like it is um we are yet to all agree on. We all are yet to be good the one, Jerry. This yeah. is a good one. Jer, this is a good one. This is a good one. He said he was really going to start like thinking about him. There we go. Stepping yeah. up, I can see it. Yeah. Um. I just went, so it's Chani. Number four, cold plunges. Over or underrated? Wow, cold plunges. So I've never done a cold plunge. I've had like the cold showers or gone into a cold tub, but like, what's the di- what's are is we talking like plunge? ice bath? Well, it's always up for interpretation. Okay. See, that's, that's what, what I'm saying. I thought the cold plunge was like when you go out on the lake and you do it for charity and like the people like, like okay. a polar like plunge. Like a polar plunge, okay. I guess is what I'm thinking. I'll tell you one thing just to let you know where I'm coming from. I think you I think you take this as whatever you want it to be. I don't think you have to be like in the Arctic. So I'm going to encapsulate it all and say all of that, even though I've done it before and I did like it for a while, is overrated. Um Again, I, I, I'm not one of those guys that does it every day. I don't do it after every workout. I'm sure there's a lot of benefits to it. But for me personally, I like hot water. I'm going to take a hot shower or sit in a hot bath. Overrated. Okay. All right. All right. I will. <laughs> well, all right, all right then. then. <laughs> hot water guy. Yeah. So I actually just recently over, I'd say like the past year and a half, I started doing like ice baths every once in a while. Wow. Yeah. So not as much in the wintertime, but like if it's summer out, like I'll do one every like two weeks or something like that. Feels so good after like when you're sitting in there, you're absolutely miserable, but it's like anytime you like go work out, you're like, ah, fuck this. Don't want to go. But then you finish your workout. You're like, man, I'm glad I did that. I feel great. You know? Um, that being said, it's kind of the same thing. I like cold plunges. I like being cold sometimes. I'm not a hot guy. I sweat a lot. I don't want to be hot. I want to be cold. Yeah. Underrated. Um, I am going to agree with the point that you made that I have never done a cold plunge or a cold shower or a cold body shock is kind of where I think we're headed with this whole thing that, Shocker. I, that I've regretted. Yeah. I've never regretted it. So I used to, in the college days, the early Chicago days, when I was drinking all the time and hung over, cold shower the next day. Coldest shower you can take. Shock the body, wake up, get ready to go again. Uh, you know, first time's out on the boat where the water's still cold. If there's any way I can jump in that water that's, like, still safe, I'm jumping in because I love the full reset, the cleanse. It wakes you up. It's like a jolt to the system. Yep. I absolutely love it. I've never done an ice bath, though. That's something I want to try. Let's put it on the list for this Let's year. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. You like exfoliating after like you get out of there. Like I feel like everything's seeping out of your pores. You are. You feel amazing, dude. It feels like you like lost 10 pounds in three minutes. It's crazy. How small does your Oh, yeah. It's small. It, ain't, it, it didn't grow yeah, while right. it was in there. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So underrated. And last on the list, number five, Lou, the Savannah Bananas. 
Savannah Bananas. That's the baseball team that like does tricks and stuff during the game. It's correct. Like, it's like TikTok for baseball. Yeah, Harlem uh, Globetrotters of yeah. baseball. There you go. I, I'm not a Harlem Globetrotter guy. I'm not a Savannah Banana guy. You know, I just I like the classic baseball. Not for me. Overrated. Um, yep, I could not agree with you more. I would actually say that the Savannah Bananas is kind of like the grumpiest old man boomer I get about a new thing in sports. Uh, I can't stand it. I can't look at their videos. Like, I hate when their videos come up on my timeline. Like, to me, the Harlem Globetrotters were whatever. Maybe it is just because I was closer to the sport of baseball growing up. I can't handle it. I can't look at what they've done to the beautiful game of baseball. I get it's just a family entertainment thing, but I, I think it's just it's an abomination <laughs> to the sport, and I fucking hate it. And I thought they had a cool name before I knew they were like a TikTok Harlem Globetrotter thing. I was like, oh, Savannah Menez, it's a great name. And then I learned who they were, and it was devastating to me. I hate the, what the Savannah Bananas got going on down there. Overrated. Uh, I'm going to agree with both of you guys. Um, I thought it was kind of cool when it came out, and now it's kind of played out. Sports are about competition and no preconceived results, right? We don't know the results. With the Savannah Bananas, you know they're going to win every game. That's not sports. There's winners and there's losers, and with the Savannah Bananas, just like the Harlem Globetrotters, they win every game. I think it's kind of a mockery. I'm going to get all boomer on it too, yeah. and that's not how you play the game. I don't want to see some guy running on eight-foot stilts to first base <laughs> yeah. or hit a flaming bat. You know, This is an MLB slugfest 2003. So with that being said, Savannah Bananas played out overrated. I would never take my kid to a Savannah Bananas game. Even if he begged you? Yes. Really? Yeah. Say too bad. Would you take him to a Tigers game over one of those? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With this with this team? Yeah, I'd say sit here and be, mis <laughs> be miserable like I was my whole life. I'm gonna continue. I'm not breaking the, the whatever they say, break the cycle. I'm not breaking it. You're gonna be miserable just like I was. Um, all right. Well, that is episode one twelve. We thank you all for listening here. Uh, we appreciate having you. If you are listening, on Spotify, please rate it five stars. Write a review. Same with Apple Podcasts. Um, what do you got there? I, I've just got to wink. Oh, yeah, wink. I was going to do the ads in post. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, but it's all good. Uh, Chandler wanted me to remind you guys to drink wink, the THC uh, seltzer that is sponsored, the Fizz Show. I'll also, you already heard an ad halfway through this show, but I'm going to cut this. I'm just going to cut this whole thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. <clears throat> I'm just going to start over on the goodbye. Um. Okay. All right. And that is all we got for episode 112. We appreciate you all being here and listening week in and week out. Uh, the best thing you can do for us if you want to support the show is hit that share button right now on your phone. Send this to one person uh, that you think would enjoy this show or even a part of this show. Uh, we'd appreciate you spreading the word that way. And then if you are on Spotify or Apple, please rate it five stars and write a review. We appreciate you guys and we will see you next week. Have a good weekend, team. Happy Father's Day, everybody. See ya! If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again with just my children and my wife. Thank my lucky stars to be living here today. Cause the flag still stands for freedom. And they can't take that away And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget
Bless the 